0: Hello, my name is John Donahue and welcome to the Bite Size Weight Loss Podcast for Human Design. As always, the aim of this podcast is to give you bite-sized strategies, tips and insights to master the game of healthy weight loss without having to give up your life in the process. And today we're going to talk about, I was kind of reluctant to do this podcast because even though you can explain it at a high level, when you get into the, like, the training programs and the reps and sets, it can get a bit detailed because there's so many approaches. So I'll do my best to give a high-level overview and hopefully it'll give you a good grasp on the high level methods that you can use to basically lose fat and not muscle and avoid being skinny fat. Okay, so the term skinny fat, I'm, I'm using this term because this is what people use. Um, it's a term that refers to having a high percentage of body fat and a low amount of muscle. Now, you don't have to be stick thin to have uh, low body fat. There's plenty of people who are very, very thin, but they have zero muscle. And maybe they've lost a lot of weight, but they've lost a lot of muscle in the process. So I want to talk about weight loss versus fat loss initially, because it's not the same. So when I talk about weight loss, a lot of people will say, I want to lose weight. But the thing is, weight can be a few different things. It can be fat, muscle, water, bone, uh, stored carbohydrate, your poo, your stomach content. So if all you cared about was losing weight, you could literally sit in a sauna and sweat a lot or get food poison and get diarrhea whatever. I know that's a bit extreme, but when you see, say, for example, UFC fighters who cut weight by 10 pounds or five kilos the week before a fight, you're like, how is that possible? It's because they just sweat it all out. It's all water weight and then they rehydrate. So if you're listening to this, I'm assuming that you don't want to lose most of the other stuff. but you specifically want to do is lose fat and keep your muscle. And another term for this could be toning. because what toning means is the simultaneous loss in body fat and the preservation or increase of muscle. And it's funny, just a side point. A lot of trainers in our industry are so elitist. You know, they poo-poo the word toning all the time. Like, clients using the word toning. Do they not know there's no such thing as toning? You know what? If you come to me and you use the word toning, I know exactly what you mean because it's the easiest way for you to picture it in your mind. So toning is just the loss of body fat by getting a showing muscle definition so for fat loss to happen so for weight loss we can remember we can lose weight in a number of ways but we don't know what the weight is that's being lost because there's um there could be a number of other things being lost besides fat but when we talk about weight loss what we really mean is fat loss and fat loss is one major requirement and that's a calorie deficit so remember a calorie deficit is a state where you consume fewer calories than your body burns for energy and when this happens It forces your body to find an alternative source of energy to burn for fuel instead. And that will primarily end up being your stored body fat. Now, the purpose of this podcast is to show you, talk about quality weight loss and body recomposition. Because remember, we don't just want to lose weight, we want to lose fat and keep as much muscle as possible. So a lot of research has repeatedly shown that about 30% of your weight loss actually comes from your muscle mass. That means for every kilogram of weight lost, 300 grams of that weight is our muscle mass. Now, this is really, really important for long-term results because weight reduction that causes a big loss of muscle tissue is strongly correlated with lower metabolic rate, which is the amount of the calories you burn just at rest, a lower energetic cost of exercise, which means you burn less calories per unit of exercise than if you had more muscle. Uh, it's a uh, lower or losing a lot of muscles correlated with a greater appetite and then weight regain so we know that when we try to lose weight and we lose muscle during weight loss the body will fight against it all right we do not want to lower our metabolic rate we do not want to lower the energy cost of exercise and we do not want to increase our appetite so that's why we're interested in what's known as quality weight loss now up until recently probably the last decade or so it was basically weight on the scales that was the only goal of all weight loss programs now we know better than that now because the scale is hugely variable it can change day to day and the scale can't tell you what weight you're losing It can't tell if you're losing muscle or fat but now we have a thing called a dexa you literally go in lie on the machine scans you for 15 minutes and it can tell you exactly where you're losing weight and where you're pulling the weight from or the energy from whether it's muscle bone or fat and I could tell you this from scan to scan to scan so basically you could go in get a DEXA scan luckily in sydney we have loads of these uh, if you don't have them in your country try and get a high level uh body fat measurement machine you can go in get your measurement it'll tell you how much fat you have how much muscle how much bone tissue and then three to six months later you can check it against your training methods and your diet methods so The preservation of muscle mass in weight loss is called quality weight loss, and you may have heard of this other term called body recomposition, and this refers to the increase in muscle tissue while fat mass decreases. So both can be used for toning and to explain toning, right? So basically, quality weight loss is what we want, and it's when you hang on to your muscle as you lose body fat. Now, there are a number of studies that show quality weight loss and body recomposition, but the two best control studies were conducted by a guy called Professor Stu Phillips in Canada. He's kind of like a tier one, highly reviewed researcher, one of the top 1% in the world. And they had people in a lab, and the, the food was provided and the training was supervised by a personal trainer and the lab was able to measure their energy output and their energy in. And for four weeks, Stu Phillips and his team had the group train six days a week, using a combination of total body resistance training circuits and high-intensity interval training. Now, during this uh, four weeks, they got the people into a 40% energy deficit. So what that means is if, if you needed uh, 2,000 calories a day just to maintain your weight, you would would have been on 1,200 calories a day here on this diet, and you would have been training four days of weights and two days of HIT. So it was brutal. It was brutal. And the participants at the end just wanted to stop. Now, they also had the group eating 2.4 grams per kilogram of body mass and protein that's all that's a high protein so if you were a 100 kilogram person you'd have been eating 240 grams of protein a day now in the four weeks over the four weeks participants lost on average five kilos of fat but they gained 1.2 kilograms of muscle now people said previously that it was impossible to gain muscle and lose body fat at the same time but this was a clear study that showed that you could lose body fat and gay muscle, but it had to be high protein and you had to be in a calorie deficit. So all the studies showing this body recomposition or quality weight loss reveal the same two features. Number one, you do high energy burning resistance training workouts or weight training workouts. And number two, there was a high dietary protein intake above two grams per kilogram of body mass. And the reason the protein was high is because protein talks to your skeletal muscle. And it signals it for not to be broken down when you're in a calorie deficit. And this is how we get quality weight loss. We want to keep our protein intake high. And we want to have high energy burden, resistance training workouts. So uh, many experts now agree that the most important aspect of a successful fat loss program to keep your muscle is lifting weights. Obviously, the calorie deficit is number one. But lifting weights is so important. And I, I, I'll, I'll talk about the historical theory of strength training for fat loss and how it's changed and why governments always recommend too much cardio overweights? okay? So just bear with me. But if you get anything out of this podcast, the two high level principles are, high level principles to keep your muscle and lose body fat is to do high energy burning resistance training workouts at least two to three times a week and keep your dietary protein intake high, okay? So there were historical theories of strength training for fat loss. So in the past, uh, science or top level researchers said that basically we had to design strength workouts to maximally stimulate two hormones in particular called testosterone and the growth hormone family. We wanted to get these hormones in circulation because they were shown to increase muscle mass while decreasing fat tissue, and specifically testosterone and growth hormones. And they said that these hormones were uh, at their highest elevations if you used big muscle group exercise with multiple sets, with repetitions around 10 to 12 reps, and the rest intervals between sets were... 60 seconds or less and you might have heard of a program called the german body comp program and this is popularized by guy the late charles poligan um who was a brilliant uh strength training program designer but he said basically he used high volume total body workouts with multiple sets of exercises and short rest intervals and he said it was because it increased his circulating testosterone and growth hormone now during the 2000s a very clever american weight loss researcher called ed melanson he started to look at this, you know, how question in relation to exercise and fat loss. And he designed a series of studies that had participants exercise until they reached a specific calorie burning target. So whatever it was, 500 calories. And he did these studies in a sealed chamber so he could precisely measure the amount of energy that was going out and the energy going in. But he instructed the subjects to eat back the exact amount of energy that they burned. So if they burned 500 calories with, Exercise, they were instructed to eat those 500 calories back because he wanted to see if the type of exercise gave the subjects any specific advantage for weight loss other than the actual calories burned during the workout because the theory was was not only that up until then that not only that certain exercises increased hormones relating to improving muscle mass and decreasing fat tissue but also that exercise made the person a better fat burner So the person became a super fat burner on the day that exercise was performed. But Melanson and his team, they used steady-state exercise, high-intensity aerobic exercise, circuit-style resistance training, and he tested males, females, young, old, fit, unfit, uh, lean or overweight subjects. And what the conclusions, the main conclusions they came to was that in order to achieve a decrease in your fat tissue, you had to get into a state of negative fat balance. All right, so to achieve negative fat balance, you must alter your energy in or your energy burden such that the fat burning exceeded the amount of fat you took in. It's the same thing. It's a calorie deficit, uh, energy deficit, whatever you want to call it. He said that energy and macronutrient intake. so macronutrients are protein, carbs, and fats. He said they were powerful modulators of fat balance. We said if energy intake is less than what you burn, your fat burning will increase independent of the makeup of your diet Because it will induce a calorie deficit or a negative fat balance. So it doesn't matter if you were, uh, what percentage of carbs, fats, protein you had in your diet, as long as you were in an energy deficit, you would lose fat. And he also said that, you know, we need to put the myth that low intensity exercise promotes a greater fat burn because he said exercise intensity does not have an effect on daily fat balance if your energy intake is unchanged. He said we need to educate the public that participation in moderate doses of exercise will not burn more fat unless changes are made to energy or fat intake. So based on this knowledge, the reason any exercise program, weight training or whatever uh, assists with weight reduction or fat reduction is due primarily to the amount of energy burned during a session and then a little bit of the afterburn, which you might have heard uh, called EPOC or whatever. But now many experts reckon that the most important reason for the importance of strength training in a fat loss program is the preservation or the building of your muscle tissue, the so-called quality weight loss principle. So remember, we want quality weight loss. We're trying to lose fat and minimize our muscle loss, prevent getting skinny fat, get that muscle tone, get that definition, get that athletic shape, get your clothes fit nicely, be firm to the touch. That's kind of all the things we're talking about. And the two common features in every study showing quality weight loss was the inclusion of weight training and the other being high dietary protein intake, all right? And this is really important to note, like I said before, because a lot of government health agencies always promote huge amounts of cardiovascular exercise for weight reduction programs uh, because they burn a lot of energy. Cardio training burns a lot of calories, especially in relation to weight training. But they pay lip service to the role of resistance training. But, you know, cardio training is great. It gets you fit. And it increases your daily energy burning. But only weight training and high dietary protein intake promotes quality weight loss, which is what we're after. You know, so those old researchers like Bill Kramer and Charles Pogel, they were right in that, you know, the exercise works for weight, weight reduction, but not because of the hormonal response, but because of the, the ability to cause large amounts of energy burning and the preservation of or building of lean mass. So, woo. High level summary, I'll get to at the end, don't worry. But given the importance of weight training now for quality weight loss, how do we organize our training week to include enough of a weight training stimulus to promote muscle gain or preserve muscle tissue while you know getting enough rest to recover sufficiently from the sessions? That's what we really want because the goal of fat loss quality weight loss is to be able to train day after day after day so if you're training too hard and you organize your training week incorrectly you can't recover properly you can't burn as much energy you will not lose as much weight okay so for a beginner a great weekly layout might be this monday weight training tuesday cardio wednesday weight training thursday cardio friday weight training then saturday could be cardio or walking whatever it is now obviously not everyone has five six days a week to train but this is how i would structure it for a beginner, for intermediate, I might go weights on Monday, high intensity interval training by Tuesday because they've built an aerobic base now. They can handle interval training, they can recover better from training. I might do weights on a Wednesday, easy cardio on a Thursday, weights again on Friday, hit training on a Saturday, and walk on a Sunday. And then if you're more advanced, you could go weights, hit training, weights, hit training, weights, and then easier cardio at the weekend to recover. So the two primary ways in which we organize the weight training for the week we can use two methods for this. Number one is a total body weight training program method or a traditional muscle group split. Splits are kind of like the default option if you want to build muscle because they allow you kind of a better balance of training volume and frequency and recovery for muscle group. But in studies comparing total body weight training circuits designed to increase energy burn with splits designed to increase muscle mass show that greater fat loss happens with the total body circuit style workouts. And this is because of the greater uh, energy session burning, because the rest between sets for fat loss programs is usually short, and the, and they're longer for muscle mass and strength. Now, you can do both ways, but remember, most of us don't have, uh, can only really fit in two to three weight training sessions a week. You know, people who love strength training would do four or five, and you can get really lean by doing split training, split weight training, and a bit of cardio, or even no cardio, but... the majority of the population to improve overall fitness to keep your muscle tissue to have quality weight loss i think it's better to use total body workouts and total body workouts allow for greater uh, frequency to train each muscle group it allows for muscle group variety you can have higher uh, energy burning in each session because your individual muscle fatigue is lower compared to a traditional split training so because in a total body workout, you would pair unrelated muscle groups, all right, so you can recover. So for example, you might do a goblet squat with a a seated row, then you might do a, a hamstring curl with a bench press. So you're pairing unrelated muscle groups. So how do we, how would we structure a weight training session? Well, you know, remember the goal is to activate the largest amount of muscle tissue and achieve the highest energy expenditure, right? So we could do three to five sets per exercise. We could do reps anywhere from eight to 30 reps. The rest between sets could be anywhere from 10 to 60 seconds. And you know, an exercise number per session might be anywhere from eight to 16 exercises. And by the way, if you're interested in this, I'll send you. I can type up a PDF for this. And this is why I was nervous about doing the podcast because I know I'm talking about a lot of different numbers here. But remember the two big principles are strength training, at least high energy burning strength training sessions, at least two to three times a week, maybe up to four uh, paired with a variety of different cardio sessions, but also a high protein intake because we do not want to lose muscle. We want to lose mostly fat. The reason we use um, total body pairing unrelated muscle groups is because we want to enhance recovery between uh, different muscle groups and increase the amount of stuff we can do in each session. So for a lot of my clients, they'll recognize this because I do a lot of total body workouts with my clients because they only train weights twice a week or three times a week. So we want to get the most energy burn we can. We want to train as many muscle groups as we can. And we want we don't want to fatigue them too much. And as we get more advanced, I then go into a more split training protocol. All right. So there's a number of ways to improve your body composition. All right. We can use HIIT training. We can use steady state aerobic training. And we can use resistance training. Study shows that actually steady state, easy aerobic exercise is actually really good for reducing your subcutaneous fat. That's the fat that you can grab a handful of in your stomach or your arm or your back. And then hit or high intensity and resistance training is actually more beneficial for visceral fat, which is the fat that surrounds your organs, okay? But resistance training is the only exercise modality to preserve or increase your muscle tissue. Therefore, when you want quality weight loss, when you want to get muscle tone when you want to get definition the priority is always on resistance training sessions typically performed at least two to three days a week now a very very high level protein overview they talked about two to 2.4 grams per kilogram of body weight if you really want to work that out you can go online and you so you multiply your weight by two or anything from two to 2.4 say you were 80 kilos that's 160 to whatever grams of protein you would then go to Calorie King or any kind of macro track or whatever, say what, is, you know, how, how many grams of uh, protein are in a chicken breast or three or four eggs or a vegetarian sources, and you would try and get that amount of protein and spread it out through your meals. But I like the easy version, and that is one to two palm-sized portions of protein per meal. Start off with one uh, palm-sized portion of protein. You probably will need more because you want to get a high protein intake, but just see how you go. So a high level summary for quality weight loss, for body recomposition to preserve your muscle, keep your body fat. You must get into a calorie deficit to lose fat, but you may lose some muscle and often more if you just do diet and cardio. Therefore, weight training is the only type of training to preserve or build your muscle as you diet. Weight train two to four times a week using total body workouts, pairing unrelated muscle groups and use big exercises like squats, step-ups, Lunges, hamstring curves, Romanian deadlifts, bench presses, seated rows, whatever it is, shoulder presses. Use short rest periods, burn a lot of energy, and have at least one day's rest between your weight training sessions. Number three, combine easy and hard versions of cardio to uh, burn subcutaneous and visceral fat. And you would do this depending on your fitness level uh, and according to how you recover from the weight training. Okay, but the key is to train as often as possible. The goal is not to train so hard one day that you take three days to recover, right? Fat loss is always about, always about accumulating session after session after session. And as you get fitter, you'll be able to push harder and recover better. Number four, aim to keep your protein intake high, one to two palm-sized portions of protein per meal, especially when you're in a calorie deficit, because the protein talks to the skeletal muscle. It signals it to prevent it from breaking down and hold on to it during a calorie deficit. Woo! That was a lot of stuff. If you're interested in this, uh, I can type up a PDF and send it to you. You can reach out to me via the social media channels and the show notes. Um, If you really need help and you're struggling with your fat loss, you don't know how to get toned, you don't know how to get muscle definition, you're struggling to lose weight, reach out, have a chat to me. I can talk about whether the coaching programs will work for you, either online training or face-to-face in the studio. Um, I would love to help. I love this stuff. I love helping people, especially busy people who don't have a lot of time, who want to learn to get the most efficient training programs possible. All right, so that's another podcast down. Thanks very much for listening to that. And as always, please, 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 if you can leave a review, please leave a review. It really, really helps to spread the podcast and get more listeners. Otherwise, thanks for listening and have a great day.